You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. Roy Kent is like the best character in that show. Oh, he is. Boy, Phoebe. And Brando. <laughs> dude, you sound like Roy Kent. Are you serious? Uh, You've been holding on on this? On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I am John. I'm here with my buddy Brando here on Tuesday evening, late, a little bit late tonight. As you can tell, I am sick just from that Bills game. No, I got I got <laughs> sick from something else. But how, how are you doing, Brandon? Oh, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. I, you got to ride the highs and the lows, right? You got to ride it. The perks of being like Mr. Buffalo Bills at school is like you get to talk about the bills with every student and everybody wants to come talk to you and, and everybody thinks you know because you're the phys ed teacher, right? So it's like, <laughs> this guy knows sports. He knows the bills. And it's great when they win. And then when they lose a game like they played last night, it sucks because... By the end of the afternoon, you know, it's like, oh, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Well, you know, the first couple answers are, well, you know, Josh Allen looked a little flustered, sugar high, Josh. And, you know, the coaching staff was bad. And, you know, the Jets are good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the end of the night, it's like, we suck. And it's like, that's <laughs> yeah. all. We stunk. That's it. So, you know, you take it as you can. It's just so disappointing to lose to Zach Wilson. Like Zach yeah. Bleeping Wilson. Uh, you, we could have had it. We could have thrown a hundred predictions at this game. And I don't think any of us would have predicted. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, four plays year done. And then Zach Wilson comes in and Josh Allen. Wins. Throws the bills. Yeah. It's like Josh Allen lost that game more than Zach Wilson won it. I, yeah. I feel like that's, that's fair to say. That's not unfair. Well, the part that's also crazy with history, it's Vinny Testaverde in 1999. Yeah. Comes Did off you see the championship the, game. You see Rich Eisen's show today. No, he has a, uh, you should check it out on Twitter. Uh, he has a really good rant. He, he brought up the Vinny Testaverde thing. Cause Vinny Testaverde was an honorary captain for this game. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was uh whatever, 22 years ago today yeah, or 24 years ago today. Yeah. September 12th. But it, that sucks. And I only n- really heard about it from Barstool. They did a live stream where they do the, they stream themselves watching the game with their bets and stuff like that. And Kevin was talking about it. I don't even know who these guys are. Um, was talking to this guy because he's a big Jets fan. He's like, I'm not excited. I wasn't excited during the season or during the offseason. I wasn't excited when we signed Aaron Rodgers. I wasn't ex- excited when we got all of our pieces together. And he's like, but I got excited when I saw Aaron Rodgers running out there, Captain America with the flag. They were talking about like, this might be the most exciting moment for this franchise opening day since 1999 with Vinny Testaverde. And then the guy's like, well, you remember he tore his Achilles on like the first quarter of the game. And Kevin's like, nope, we're not talking about it. Get that juju out of here. And then the guy goes and tears his Achilles. And honestly, like, I want to be careful with this point too, but my, my takeaway 
last night and the reason why I was able to fall asleep last night, you know, because so, sometimes you lose sleep over these Bills games. You're so frustrated. You're like, why, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. And there's there's any number of plays that you just change. You could pick one play to change and you could change the outcome of this game, whether it's the Josh Allen fumble at the end, one of his erroneous interceptions, any of those plays, the crazy Garrett Wilson catch, like any of those you flip the other way and the outcome is probably flipped or the punt return at the end. But, you know, coming out of this game, which which team would you rather be? And it's a resounding answer is you'd rather be the Buffalo Bills because as bad as they looked and as poorly as Josh Allen, the face of the franchise played, you know, he's, he's the actual face of the franchise now that Isaiah McKenzie's gone, unfortunately, yeah. but all those things are fixable throughout the course well, of the season. It's, it's a long you season. Think. You would think so. Yes. And I know we've seen it before and there's no indication that Josh is, you know, sugar high plays or bad decision-making is going to be completely gone ever. Right. But there are bad days, and this was probably one of his worst since like maybe his his rookie year. But all of that is still like, you know, an injury. You can't come back from that. Like you'd rather be a Bills fan than a Jets fan today. And, and I really day. I yeah, I really do feel for Jets fans. Like, no joke. Yeah. Like that yeah. is awful. Can you yeah. imagine how we would no. be feeling today if Josh Allen had just torn no. his Achilles? I'd call a it lot. A- a lot worse than if he had, you know, you know, than the night that he had, which is pretty much as bad as you can get. And um, I'd call it, I'd retire from podcasting probably. I'm not talking. Yeah. I don't think, I don't don't think we could make it through this year. We'd be calling up DraftKings and saying, sorry guys. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, and I, I, I'm trying to be Mr. Brightside here. Like take a little page out of your book. Just looking at the silver lining of this, you can, you can call on any number of examples and I'm not trying to be like, Hey, well, you know, guess who else lost the first game of the season, you know, in this historic year, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go and say that, you know, this team is going to go 14 and two, like the Oh three Patriots did after losing to the bills, 31 to zero, you know, <sighs> winning 31 to zero at the end of that year. You know, like who thought that the Patriots were going to go on to win the super bowl that year after that Bill performance Belichick, against the bills. Yeah. So it's, you know, week one is a liar. We all, we all know, or at least that's what we're telling ourselves. Right. But I, I, my biggest optimistic thing coming out of this is like, what do you, what do you focus in on practice from week to week? If you, if you go out and have an amazing game, then what's your focal point of the next practice? Like I know that tomorrow when they go into practice and probably for the next few weeks, like coach McDermott, if he's worth his weight in gold, which he is, is going to be bashing Josh Allen's head against the wall saying, make good decisions. Like, you know, you, know, you see the shot of him on the s- sideline during that game, pointing oh. at his head, being like, be Ugh. smart. Because Ugh. Josh, like, you know, Josh says all this stuff in the offseason, like, I it's need to make bullshit, better decisions. Man. Oh, and then as, soon as, as soon as he gets on the field, by the way, take it easy on the bleeps. I got to edit this tonight. Sorry. But oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad, dude. I'm so mad. I mean, as soon as he gets on the field, it's like, it's, it's, it's two different people. It's whatever it is. Dr. Jekyll and, you know, Mr. Hyde, you know, we get Mr. Hyde in the off season, but Dr. Jekyll comes every Monday night. I don't know. He has gone through a progression in his past where he showed traits like this, did silly things, and then looked like he evolved. And we're in this period of where it looks like he's regressed. So that gives me faith that he can evolve again (laughs) and, and stop doing those things. You know, maybe instead of throwing to Gabe Davis on a deep out route where he's covered up, you know, maybe take on a third and two, take Steph Diggs wide effing open 
at the sticks right in front of your face. Like that's oh, my head's gonna explode, dude. I know. But you know, is that is that easily fixable? Is that as easy is am I being too optimistic? Is that do, just do you want me do you want me to go off right now, John? Yeah, yeah. I would like you to go off because I'm being oh! I'm being too optimistic here. All right, let I'm it freak out, out dude. Right I'm gonna now. freak out. I'm gonna freak out. I don't even know where to start because if I oh, Oh, I should have wrote them all out or something like this to keep, keep it organized. <laughs> Cause I'm so mad that I can't even explain it to you. And it's like coach in me is freaking out. Like I'm freaking out um, because first of all, they can't make it easy ever, 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 ever. And you know what? Like Dorsey tried. He tried to, at one point, Allen had what, like 20 completions. And his he he was like his only he had five incompletions and three of them were interceptions right and it's like he was dinking and dunking it what he needed to do but it looks so different than the good teams doing it and it's such a grind it looks so complicated for Josh to just be like I'm not gonna stay in the pocket I'm gonna throw I'm gonna run I'm gonna throw it to the to the white team oh wait we're 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 not that color I and like to me. When I'm coaching basketball, and this is the part that I think is the most important takeaway from anything. You like, you know, I already called it BS and I say bologna sandwiches when I'm teaching middle school. I was like, no bologna sandwiches. <laughs> and they know that like I, I said it one time and I was like, no BSing on these papers because I read them. And the kid's like, bologna sandwiches. So I from now on I call I call them bologna sandwiches. So I was like, it's what Josh said all summer long is bologna sandwiches, right? It's all BS. Because he went out there and showed exactly who he is, I thought, you know, but without Brian Dable. You know what? You can call a leopard a cat. He's still got his spots. And, and a zebra is a zebra. You know, whatever whatever BS you want to say about it, it. Oh, I'm so mad. But it's just, the. I don't know if it's arrogance or if it's cockiness or if it's straight up stupid or disrespect. If you're a coach of a good team, you need your players on the same page to be understanding what it takes to win. And Josh Allen doesn't because he's doing this hooligan stuff, throwing this ball to the wrong team over and over and over and over and over again. And Josh Allen can sit here and say, no, you know, I'm not going to take any hits. I'm going to try to slide more. You know, the coaches want me to slide more. And he can say, you know, I got to, I got to manage the ball and I got to manage the turnovers and, I got to find the open player and take what's given to me. And then he goes out and does this. And then if they don't fix it again, it's straight disrespect to the coach because you think you're better than what I'm giving you as coaching advice. Like, like the arm arrogance that Allen is showing. I don't care if that first interception is like a punt, quote unquote, you could still get a first down. You could run it. And get a first like like in his brain, he's not gonna run in the green field wide open and in front of him. After he's done it his entire career, it's it's like in his brain, it's like, oh, coach told me not to do this, so I'm gonna throw it to the two guys covering Hardy. But it's fine because they don't. No, that's that's cocky and it's arrogant because you're saying you don't need this possession to beat the Jets, which you do. They own you more. It, it reminds me a lot of. AFC North matchups between the Steelers and the Ravens where Mike Tomlin and Harbaugh kind of go at it. Like they both have each other's numbers and it seems like Robert Sala has our number, but in my mind, Allen's thinking too much and 
when he's thinking too much, he's obviously playing crappy. But the parts that need to be fixed, he knows it and he's choosing to do another thing. And the part with McDermott on the sideline, it's like, use your head. And it's like, if, if I'm coaching and I say no threes and a kid puts up a three, that's blatant disrespect to the coach. You're blatantly disrespecting our game plan. If the, if everybody does it and you players lose faith in you or they don't like your play calling because you don't think it's going to work, you have two choices. You get players that do respect you and do trust you or you get a new voice in the locker room who can convince these players to buy in. So you're not getting rid of your $255 million quarterback And you obviously have a coach that can't get through to Josh Allen because he is cocky and arrogant. He goes out there and tries to jump over two guys. What is he like? Haley's watching me now. This is my first game in my new relationship. I need to show her that I can go jump over seven guys. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm not mad that he played the way that he did that. I'm going to pull that card because what the hell are you doing, Josh? I'm sorry, but what are you doing? And that was two seconds after McDermott said to think. So obviously... Allen thinks he knows better and he showed us that he can't do it still. So he it's this battle between like his arm arrogance and his mind and not believing what the coaches are telling him, but maybe they are, I don't know. But in my mind, I think it's blatant disrespect from Allen to the coaches and watching him try to hurdle. It was disgusting. I was so mad. I almost turned the TV off at that point. At that point, I was like, I don't have a good feeling about this game. So all I know is that I spent a whole night on Monday Night Football being ticked and being mad. But I don't know. It was, an, it was a whole spectrum of feelings. And you know what? That's what the NFL is all about. They want you to watch and they got us to watch. And they were back with another week of football. And I don't know about you, John. I lost a little bit of money last night, but that was okay because I won a lot over the weekend. And uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code NABP for Not Another Buffalo Podcast. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Remember, use code NABP for not another Buffalo podcast and the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, licensing partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So John, I don't know about you. It was great to have football back. I really enjoyed the slate of games this week, but I was real mad. I mean, I watched the the entire game of Miami and 
San Diego. Or, oh, I used to keep doing this. I watched. <laughs> I watched all. We'll never stop doing that. We'll never I watched stop. every single snap of the Dolphins Chargers game, and I was blown away. I said it from halftime. I was like, "This is this could be game of the year." Nobody could get a stop. Tua looked automatic. Tyreek Hill looks unstoppable. Jalen Waddle, you're getting River Craycraft. Sounds like a fishing lure. And it's like, <laughs> these guys are producing and it's easy. So it's like, even if you, you call to a, a system quarterback, like why can't we just watch that game film and use that system? I don't understand how the NFL works sometimes, but it made me really nervous about our prospects in the AFC. Did you have, what did you think about it? I felt similarly. I, obviously, I, I was watching highlights of that game on Red Zone, which was pretty much every other play. So I yep. caught quite a bit of that game. Yep. You know, I was it was great to get back to seven hours of commercial free football. Not going to lie, that was probably a highlight of the weekend. Definitely. Um, and I just I try not to overreact to to week one because Dol- the Dolphins had games like that last year. Like remember their comeback in the Ravens game that looked great. Like, that was week one, know, last absolutely year, yeah. unstoppable. And you know come playoff time, everything looks totally different about their team and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm trying to take solace in that kind of theme, I guess, because it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And, you know, the Bills looked like crap the year that 13 seconds, you know, the Steelers game to start. And then 13 seconds obviously ended the way it did, but their offense was, you know, at least looked capable at the end of that game, whereas it was, they didn't look capable at all in this game i was gonna so. say i think they look worse today than or yesterday than they did against the steelers yeah i felt yeah. like i was watching ej Manuel play against the jags in london where he just threw the game away do you remember that after taylor went oh, out yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know i said it all day today i thought it was one of his worst games as a pro like his worst game as a pro Probably was. I mean, because if you really want to put it in perspective, if they go three and out and every single drive in the second half, they probably win the game. Yep. Isn't that stupid? Like, like it was like a couple of, you know, botched runs, you know, long runs and stuff like that. And, you know, it just that that one crazy, the catch in the end zone by Garrett Wilson. Crazy. But to get to your point too, and, and give you a better answer there, why doesn't any NFL team just do that? I think that is the unique talent of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Like they really are that good. And it's two receivers that you need to keep track of. And the Chargers yeah. last year were kind of credited as being the team that had stop the blueprint em. to stop Miami. Yeah. And, you know, and then we were like all critical of the Bills because they didn't quote unquote use that. And I think that a lot of these things are a little bit more complicated than we we lead on to. We have general understandings of, you know, systems, formations, and all that stuff, but you know, all that stuff is so complicated once you get into, you know, wide receiver leverages, mesh concepts, you know, all these, all these things. And, and then on top of that, the complications of the individual abilities of the players, where it's like Tyreek Hill running this route, it's going to run it a little bit different and be on a different page with his quarterback. And, you know, so that's just offenses run more efficiently when they're super talented people all on the same page. So it's funny how that happens in the world, right? You have good, talented employees the job gets done better right right can i uh, so, can i call bologna sandwiches on that john i'm calling right. i'm calling bologna sandwiches on it being on too which, which part of it? all of it it's not complicated i don't understand because you get old timers that like mike tomlin punted the ball from what like the 44 this year last week getting destroyed first of all and not even giving your team a shot like just tell everybody on the offense that you don't trust them and do that. But that's it's not that complicated. Di- that's a little bit different than scheming up a whole offense. Well, what, what the, the terms you just used, 
inside or outside leverage? Are you going to run to the right or are you going to run to the left of the guy facing you? Inside or outside? Are you, mesh, mesh concepts. All right. Diggs is going to run in front of you. I'm going to run behind him. This is more of a like, what, what do you know? And do you, do you know enough to know what you don't know? Because if it was that simple, I think that there would be, you know, a lot less talk about what a good offensive coordinator is in the league. And, yeah. and again, you know, we have the L22 that we can look at and we can criticize guys because we're like, oh, this and that. But, you you know, when you're making that call, you're anticipating it anyway. Yeah, that's that's a whole rabbit hole. It is. But we don't need to go down there. And I think I'm it's not, funny. I'm not trying to pretend that I could step in and scheme in an offense in the NFL. I would get killed. I would be terrible at it. And I, I think, honestly, like some of the people who talk about it for a living wouldn't necessarily be good at that job either because... Yeah. You know, it's like you can sit and criticize it after the fact, but that's a different thing. Like, you know, a music critic doesn't necessarily write good music. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing as, you know, and every coach, if I'm running, I have five seconds left to hit an inbounds play to win a game. You might get nine different plays from nine different coaches. Right. And that doesn't mean I know better. That doesn't mean they know better. Four of those might work. Four of them might not work. One of them, you know, they don't even know it's a basketball game because they're middle schoolers. So it's like, whatever. (laughs) But when you look around and you see what was happening in this football game, it's like, I mean, you even heard Allen in the post game, same plays, same stuff, right? He, he was kind of referencing, I don't know. I didn't totally listen to his post game conference, but it's like when Dable left Allen and Dorsey built this offense together, it was like Allen gave the stamp of approval to Ken Dorsey. And it was like, they are building the playbook together and when you have a certain playbook, you can only do so much of it until you get to the line of scrimmage and Alan changes the plays and he's in control. But yeah, I, I also a quick note. I saw a lot of checks too. So yep. like I always try to take that into account when I'm trying to judge Ken Dorsey because, you know, a lot of that might not be the play that he necessarily calls. Yeah. And then I try to think about, you know, a couple of years ago when Jared Goff was with the Rams, they would just get up to the line of scrimmage so fast. So McVeigh could read the defense for Jared Goff and tell him the checks because you get the communication until 15 seconds. So if you're at the line of scrimmage so quickly to line up, you know, you have a cheat code right there. But the point I'm trying to make is the architect of Josh Allen being Brian Dable before he leaves, it's his offense. And you saw him take ownership against McDermott. They went head to head when McDermott publicly said, we need to be more balanced and we need to be, more efficient with the run game. And then you saw Brian Dable come out and throw the ball 55 times the next week. So it's like, who won that argument in that locker room? And then Brian Dable leaves and you, you know, you have the guy that would cuss Josh out on the sideline and you have the guy that gets in Josh's face and Brian Dable's a big dude. You see that round face getting real red in your face. You might be like, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) But when you have, when you're the architect, of something that doesn't work, it hits you way harder than if you're working for somebody and you using their ideas, right? Because basically it's, you know, it's an ego thing, right? It's a, my idea wasn't good enough. And I think Alan and Dorsey need to look themselves in the face and be like, you know, who's being held accountable, right? Like is Ken Dorsey getting in Josh Allen's face? No is not that we see and it, you know Steph Diggs is trying it was nice to see Diggs pull up next to Allen before the two minute drill at the end of the game and kind of pumping up he's like you can do this you got this and you know somebody has to do it 
somebody has to be like, hey, this is unacceptable. And you need to follow the right system or or we're going to lose. And we're not going to be friends anymore because Diggs, you only get a few times around the block here. And we've gone a few times around the block. So especially with these guys like Poyer, Hyde, you know, Miller, Phillips, all these guys, even looking at like Shaq Lawson, all these defensive guys and and Dawkins loves Allen. But how, how much credibility can you get when you're the one making the checks? It's your system. Dad moved away. Dad retired from the business. Dad is Brian Dable in this situation. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> now you're taking it over and it's not the same. Who yeah. holds you accountable? So I'm very curious to see how the offense looks next week against the Raiders, how well Allen responds to this, because frankly, I was so unimpressed and so disgusted like I said, by the lack of respect Alan has for his coaching staff. And it was blatantly obvious and why he's doing that. Who knows? It's like you're playing because you're trying to prove something. You have Zach Wilson on the other side of the field. You don't have to prove anything except for the fact that he beat you last year and you can beat him again. And I don't know. Talk about sugar high. Man, the guy snorted three lines of fun dip before this game. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's like he was trying too hard. That arrogance, that cockiness about him. I, I don't, it's like you're playing being LeBron James. Like, like you're acting like you are like, like who throws that ball into double coverage? You could play backyard football and you know not to throw that ball, but he thinks he can. Why? Like, I don't know. I, my favorite thing to do is sorry. Last thing. And then we'll get a break and, and then we'll touch on some positives maybe on the other side. Because I think there is there's a couple things that we could talk about, but uh, somebody needs to tell Alan he needs to stop shooting his gun and play within the system. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we can get away from all this doom and gloom uh, when we get back from this break right here and talk about anything positive to at least help us erase this, have a short memory, and uh, look forward to the home opener, which is you know a day that Buffalonians you know they mark it on their calendar like Christmas. So we will get to that after this. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, with Monday Night Football down, we are back week two with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two 
New offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code NABP for not another Buffalo podcast. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Again, use code NABP for not another Buffalo podcast. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, License, partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right. Quick positives. Two minutes. Let's fire them off. Some of your favorite parts of this game, and we're, we're not going to talk about Josh. Um, I was going to say nothing, <laughs> but Steph Diggs. I thought... Steph Diggs, obviously always a bright yeah. spot. The pass rush looked good. Leonard Floyd looked good. Oh, Leonard Floyd's worth every penny. Yep. Yep. That's going to be a dangerous combo when Von Miller gets back into town. Yeah. Christian Benford played well. I was happy with his performance. He, yeah. he and Trey White have this kind of like, I don't want to say symbiotic relationship, but they have very complementary skill sets. Like Trey White, great coverage. Not great at tackling running backs. That was probably a low point. Well, um, that's Christian, Christian Bet. Yeah, Christian Benford maybe the opposite. And I actually thought he had pretty good coverage on a couple of throws that even did get completed. Yeah, but, I thought that too. I want to say there was a play looked like a slant, but yeah, Garrett Wilson, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, he was Garrett right Wilson there, cut but right in front of him. Yeah, and it was all if, about if the body. Anyone position. other than Garrett Wilson probably doesn't catch that ball. But yeah. yeah. And the other Tyler thing, Bass? Tyler Bass. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, Tyler Bass. So my T buddy Bass. Tim. He's in our fantasy league for the NABP league. It's Tim's favorite player. He, even Timmy was like, Tyler Bass, player of the game. And I'm like, dude, he made a sweat. All right. Kick it down the middle. All right. <laughs> it's like a driving golf that's slice and slice and slice into the water and like hits a tree and kicks into the fairway. You know, it's you get lucky. And other than that, I mean, I, I really felt bad for Trey White because it's hard to tackle a running back as a cornerback. And Brees Hall's big. And he's fast and, you know, he had him. it's right there. But think about all the force that's coming up off the ground when you're when you're exploding forward. And I don't know, you hope that yeah. it's a gang tackle, right? Trey goes low and you, you're hoping somebody helps him up high to at least get him down. But yeah. I was I, you can't be mad about giving up 16 points. You win. You should win giving up 16 points. Yeah, I would wouldn't put this one on the defense. No, I was reading beforehand. The Bills averaged 18.8 points per game against the Jets in their last seven. And they, they held them below that number. So you should still win. You should still yeah. win. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back on Friday with some game picks and Brando's bets for you. But uh, until then, you guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast, Twitter slash X slash Instagram slash everything. TikTok. Slash, yeah, yeah, yeah everything. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll start posting stuff again soon, I promise. But um, until next time, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.